today on Channel Massive Today. Real ID is dead for now. What did we learn? Where do we go from here? The time for healing has begun. So get off your asses, priests and druids. Get back to healing my tank as I run into a horde of mobs like Leroy Jenkins. All this and more on Channel Massive today. Downloading Channel Massive today. My name is Jason. The date is July 12th, 2010. If you want to jump in and participate in the show, the email is mail at channelmassive.com. If you're a tweeter, you can follow us there at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Feel free to leave a comment on the website or check us out on Facebook as well. Today I'm going to give you my takes on the Real ID Aftermath. There's some Bioware news out there, and there's also some more fun stuff to be talked about. So let's get it on. Some great news on my quest to get a new Xbox 360 Slim. Uh, My pre-order came in on Friday... And I was really super excited. I, I'm happy to say that I was able to get that GameStop deal where you were able to trade in your old 360 for $100. And then any accessories you had, you know, they added some more money to that as well. So when it was all said and done with after I traded my console, hard drive, uh, wireless adapter, and uh, controller, it came out to be... $90 total uh, practically for the uh, new console. So that was that was pretty cool. Paying $90 for an upgraded console uh, sat very well with me, <laughs> you could say. Uh, what I, Some things that I noticed about this new console is that it's uh, very sleek. It's a little bit smaller, um, about two inches all around. Uh, the disk drive is now located inside of the console instead of the side of the console where you're able to detach it from there. It's still removable, but it, you know, it's uh you know, it's like a plug and play kind of deal. Um those drives are not compatible uh in case you were wondering. You you will have to transfer content uh from an older hard drive to the new one via transfer cable which runs about $20 um or uh they've also made it so you can use a USB thumb drive. Uh, with with that, so you can transfer files over that way as well. Um, they have these touch sensitive power and eject buttons now that you just you just you know put your finger on them. There's no pressure applied whatsoever, and it turns on. Or you know the disc uh, tray ejects when you just put your finger over it. It's that's a pretty cool little f- new feature that I noticed there. Uh, there's built-in 802.11 Wi-Fi. Uh, which is great. Don't have to worry about buying a separate adapter for that anymore. I think it has five USB ports, two in the front, three in the back now, which is nice. 
Uh, it has the same HDMI and Ethernet ports that the older model had. There's also an upgraded digital audio port that uh, accepts uh, SPIF optical input, and it also has an auxiliary port that's strictly to use if you happen to purchase Connect. Uh, one other thing that I noticed that was different is that the uh, the slot for the memory cards that were on the original 360s are are missing now. Uh, however, you can you know so they've totally got rid of the whole memory card deal. You you can use uh, USB drives with it now though, so you know, those USB thumb drives. So that that's kind of nice, and it, it's definitely quieter. In fact, I had to double check to make sure the thing was on. Uh, the other day, I thought I was like, man, I thought I, you know, you just you don't, you don't think how loud about how loud that uh, older model was, but it was like turning on a freaking jet engine. It seemed like in comparison to what you don't hear now, it's like it's so whisper quiet. You hear nothing when you turn this when you turn this console on. Uh, so that's really nice. Um, nothing much is different about the about the new console. Uh, it's not, you know, there's no upgraded well the processor has been upgraded but it's only been upgraded as far as um it putting out more heat and things like that it doesn't put out as as much heat as the older cpus do um so hopefully that will alleviate uh, all those nasty red ring of death issues that um people have experienced before with the older model 360s um overall so far i'm, I'm pretty happy with it you know i you know i i Obviously, I can't complain about getting a brand new console for for ninety bucks. Um, that's you know a pretty good deal, and it's definitely an upgrade for me since I I had like the sixty gigabyte hard drive, and and the elite model that I have now has a two hundred and fifty gigabyte hard drive in there. It definitely seems to run a little bit smoother for me, um, in part because I think the older three sixty that I had. Um, I think the DVD drive was dying on it. Um, I would, I was having some problems there where it wasn't reading discs consistently. And I was kind of worried that eventually it was going to die out. So I, I was definitely happy to get, get rid of that at the expense of GameStop there. Anyway, um, just thought I'd share that little bit of information with you. If you're, um, you know, if you're interested in maybe going out and getting one of those, um, it's definitely a nice upgrade to have. I don't know if it's, um, necessary to do, you know, especially if you just bought like a, a new 360 recently, you may not be all that interested in going out and, and, uh, upgrading at this time, but, uh, it definitely works for me. Hiding under a rock last week, uh, you uh, know about Real ID and Blizzard's plans for it on the forum, or what were their plans? Uh, Blizzard has backed down on the whole real names on the forums aspect of Real ID, so Real ID is dead for now. Uh, on the ninth. Mike Morhaime, who is the CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment, uh, posted a note to the forums. He said, I'd like to take some time to speak with all of you regarding our desire to make the Blizzard forums a better place for players to discuss our games. We've constantly 
been monitoring the feedback you've given us, as well as internally discussing your concerns about the use of real names on our forums. As a result of those discussions, we've decided at this time that real names will not be required for posting on official Blizzard forums. It's important to note that we still remain committed to improving our forums. Our efforts are driven 100% by the desire to find ways to make our community areas more welcoming for players and encourage more constructive conversations about our games. We will still move forward with new forum features such as the ability to rate posts up or down, post highlighting based on rating, improved search functionality, and more. However, when we launch the new StarCraft II forums that include these new features, we will be posting by your StarCraft II Battle.net character name and character code, not your real name. The upgraded World of Warcraft forums with these new features will launch close to the release of Cataclysm and will also not require your real name. Uh, Goes on further to say... In closing, I want to point out that our connection with our community has always been and will always be extremely important to us. We strongly believe that every voice matters, and we feel very fortunate to have a community that cares so passionately about our games. We will always appreciate the feedback and support of our players, which has been a key to Blizzard's success from the beginning. So, they've backed down on this initiative, and and I have to say, for one, you know, good job. Good job, Blizzard. At least you made the right call there. Um, however, you know, don't be surprised if you see them try to bring something like this again in the near future. Um, you know, they'll they'll pull, they're, they're going to pull this idea back for now. They're going to probably reassess uh, what they want to do with it. They'll throw it back out there and see if the fish are biting again. You know, see if the sharks are still in the water. <laughs> and if the sharks are gone, then they're going to go forward with it. And if they're not, then they'll, uh, obviously they'll, they'll, they'll bring it in. But, um, you know, don't, don't be so happy quite yet is all I'm saying. You know, yes, be happy that they've, you know, they've come to their senses, you know, at least on the, on the surface it appears that way. But don't be surprised if you don't see some more, things like this come in the future. I, I think what what we've seen here is only the start of what they, you know, might be planning for, for the future. Um, you know, another interesting thing, you know, that I kind of was thinking about, and this stems from the current lawsuit that's going on between Activision and Infinity Ward, who created Modern Warfare 2, uh, you know, the, the, there seems to be like this corporate culture shift going on um, at Blizzard. You know, I'm not sure that this decision was made by by most of the people at Blizzard. Uh, it really, you know, seemed a little bit out of character for them. And I'm wondering if this actually came from somebody on the Activision side of things, because things at Activision are, are they're they're just going kind of weird lately. Um, with this whole Infinity Ward deal and, and the lawsuit um, that they've brought against Activision, um, ba- well, basically, just to summarize it for you, is about a group of 40 past and present Infinity Ward developers all got together in April, and they filed a suit against Activision for half a billion dollars. Uh, they allege breach of contract and unpaid royalties. Um, the The suit... Uh, said that Activision paid like 
of Modern Warfare 2 bonus money to the team, but withheld the rest, demanding that Infinity War develop, produce, complete, and publish Modern Warfare 3 by November 2011 in order to get the rest of that bonus money. Uh, the suit also alleges that during the buildup that led to the firing of the, the leads there, um, Zampanella and West, Activision forced Infinity Ward employees to submit to secret interrogations and told the employees not to tell anyone about them. And they also brought in security personnel to man the office exits, according to the suit. You know, this is all allegedly. Um, when uh, It's just, it's very interesting there. They, they describe it like a police state-like atmosphere. Um which is kind of disturbing. It, you know, it almost reminds me of that movie with Tom Cruise. Um, and he was a lawyer. I think it was called The Firm. Yes, it was. I think it was called The Firm. And of all people, Wil- Wilford Brimley played the security officer for The Firm. And, you know, it was like this group of lawyers, and they were involved in all sorts of shady dealings. And, and this young up-and-coming lawyer who was played by Tom Cruise decided to... Um, out them, you know, or something like that. And, you know, there was all sorts of shady things going on. Wilford Brimley was the security guy and he'd, you know, it was real shady. He'd take pictures and of, of him and in compromising positions and then pull them out uh, in case he'd ever decided to betray the firm. Uh, He'd have all the sorts of blackmail on him and things like that. Just Really weird stuff like that. That's kind of, I don't know, just as a quick aside, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, But it's just really weird how, you know, you look at this lawsuit going on between Activision and Infinity Ward and some of the things that are going on with Blizzard right now, and you kind of wonder if Activision is kind of more a little bit behind the scenes on on things like this. Anyway, just, uh, just a little food for thought there. BioWare had a couple of announcements last week that uh, definitely did not go unnoticed for me. Uh, Dragon Age 2 has been officially announced. Uh, It looks to be slated to come out around March 2011. Uh, Dragon Age 2 will thrust players into the role of Hawk, a penniless refugee who rises to power to become the single most important character in the world of Dragon Age. I'm reading their announcement, by the way. Known to be a survivor of the Blight and the champion of Kirkwall, the legend around Hawk's rise to power is shrouded in myth and rumor. Yeah, um, sounds a little bit cliched to me, of course. Uh, you know, it, it, it always seems to be. Why, why is it that they can't come up with a, a different take about, uh, <laughs> about these, these damn fantasy RPGs? You start from nothing. You are a, a poor farm boy who... Who rises to power? You know, they, it's it's always that. It's always the poor farm boy or, you know, penniless refugee who rises to power to become a god. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I kind of it's like hasn't that been done already? Come on. Well, anyway, I'm still pretty excited about it. Um, 
I liked dra- the original Dragon Age. It's a very good game. Of course, very well done in typical Bioware polish. Um, what they're looking to do, though, is that this character, Hawk, is supposed to be the Commander Shepard of Mass Effect 2. Uh, you don't get the option now of deciding which race you want to play. This player character is a human, either male or female, just like in Mass Effect 2. Um, I'm not sure that I dig on that all that much. I kind of liked how you were able to change your you know, your mind and maybe say, okay, I want to play a dwarf or I want to play the elf and go through his story and um, all the storyline um, plot points that those hit. You know, it kind of changed the plot a little bit. And, you know, I think I'm going to miss that aspect of, of Dragon Age. Um, what I do hope they bring in from Mass Effect 2 is maybe a little bit more streamlined combat system. I always felt like the combat system in Dragon Age Origins was a little bit bloated. Um, the magic, especially like the, like the magic spells that you were able to use, there were just way too many of them and way too many of them that really didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I found that I used like the same set of spells pretty much throughout the entire game. Once I found a combination that I liked, I kind of stuck to those particular spells and I kind of, you know, just let the other ones go. I didn't really use them all that much. So maybe they can streamline the combat system a little bit, uh, make it a little bit more accessible, uh, maybe a, a bit less, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say clunky, but, you know, without requiring you to pause the game every every few seconds to, you know, change your strategy midstream and, you know, try to see what's going on there. I, I you know, I, that, that's one aspect of, of Dragon Age that I'm kind of hoping that they improve upon. Uh, the other announcement that they made, which isn't so interesting, at least in my mind of, of that, that they put it out there. It's just, it's interesting in the fact that there's a particular word missing in this announcement. And I kind of want to bring it to your attention. Uh, testing, uh, game testing for Star Wars The Old Republic is underway. Um, I'm just going to read you a bit from the announcement here. Uh, game testing for Star Wars The Old Republic is underway. Those selected to test will gain access to the game and be able to provide valuable feedback to to help us tune particular areas of gameplay and begin the process of balancing and tweaking our content. Game testing is an ongoing process being rolled out in several phases. These phases began with smaller, more focused tests with community members from North America, and later it will expand to other territories. Users selected for this test program will be notified via email with more information on accessing the game testing portal. If you have not been chosen yet, you may be selected in the next wave. Um... And it just goes on and on and on, you know, tells you if you want to sign up, here's where you go to sign up and things like that. But one thing that I kind of found a little bit interesting about this, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed this or not, and I've kind of gone back through the forums a a bit to look at some prior developer posts just to see if there was anything to what I was thinking. And there's a word missing from all their discussions about this this test and, 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 and testing their game. And that word is beta. I have not found the word beta and the word test in the same sentence. They don't use the word beta. They just call it game testing. 
and I, I think, you know, I, maybe I'm making more of this than it is, but I think that there's like a conscious effort on their part to not use the word beta. They're just calling it game testing. It's not beta test, it's game testing. And I, I think it's kind of a shrewd move on their part. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys have you guys noticed this? Have you have you come across any instance where Bioware has used the word beta and test at all? If if you do find something, hey, shoot me an email, mail at channelmassive.com. Uh, send me a tweet, twitter.com/channelmassive. I'd be interested to see what you guys find there because I'm I'm not finding it, and I think it's just it's just kind of an interesting little thing. It it, it kind of tells you something about Bioware as a company. And how they want to present themselves. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to review a video game. I'm not going to reveal what that video game is. Because um, it's probably a game that you wouldn't expect me to play. But yet I played through it this weekend. And I'll tell you, I had a pretty good time with it. Um, also on tap for tomorrow. Uh, new releases, of course, since Tuesday is kind of like the big release day. And I also have a couple of bits of MMO news to go along with it. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in.